Welcome to Gen Z Wise, the safest place online to break taboos and get answers to our generation's biggest struggles. Welcome to the third episode of Gen Z Wise. Today we will be talking about productivity, toxic productivity, why we can't leave the rat race, and basically why are we addicted to productivity. And I think we should start by saying that we are all incredibly scared of being unproductive, and this is such a modern topic is something that we have been living with every day at Gen Z's and something that I would like to emphasize and say that it comes from our definition of happiness. I think like everything started, you know, with Aristotle's. I don't know if you know a lot about philosophy. I certainly don't. But before, in times of Aristotle's, they used to define happiness as someone just being a good hum human being, just having their value straight about intentions, about what you set your life goals to be, and then live accordingly and help other people. But then Christians define it as more like you, you have to design your life and act in a way that will give you post-life happiness. But nowadays, everything goes around capitalism, you know. So being a good person means that you're happy, but the values that you're looking towards to are values that society also impose on you. And we're talking about ancient Greece. Yeah. Also, what if you're happy doing bad things? You see this all the time with, for example, criminals that once they leave prison, they just want to go back and they want to do the same things again. They don't want to recover, you know? So sometimes being happy doesn't exactly translate to doing good things and being a good citizen. Sometimes it can mean to just do something that thrives you just for yourself, you know? Um, but yeah, but then comes the whole Christianity thing that they stated that you can only be happy in your afterlife. So are we supposed to wait until we die to be happy? That's my question. Are we supposed to, to wait until we're, you know, 85 years old or something <laughs> on our deathbed to be happy? Will you be like dying on the point thinking, yeah, today's the day that I'm going to be happy? Exactly. Like, I, I know that, but I think we're, the, we're going a little bit into the happiness topic because when you get in today and you go into the happiness topic, you get productivity to be the driver of your happiness because it allows you to get to a place where you have more capital because the goal is for you to have more, for you to be in a better position. And I think our, our society and especially our generation is addicted to getting more. So we are becoming incredibly selfish because if we use productivity as a tool to get where we want to be, it's a very lonely path. And there's, that's also why there's so many mental health issues and everyone's talking about happiness and just the subjective definition of it and how to get to where you want to be and still keep your work-life balance, which was something that has been talked before. Because productivity, when it's healthy, it allows you to do things faster. And that's obviously a, can be a measure of happiness and achievement and even like financial growth, whatever. But when you take it to the individual and you leave it to this place where you associate it with social media, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, then it turns into toxic productivity and you almost welcome it. Like it's something that is good. But as we know, like everything that's toxic and that's 
more than a reasonable balanced amount, it becomes too much. And there's a lot of issues with productivity. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're facing, at least our generation, I feel like we're facing life as a race. So we get to be selfish because we're facing it as a race. So we want, if you have something, I want something better or the same as you so that we get to stand in the same um, step, you know. Um, it's a race for us. So we get to be selfish because of that. It's kind of um, a causality um, situation. And because of that, then we see people posting on Instagram or on Twitter or something um, that they just had the most productive morning and they woke up and they went for a run and, and then it was like 7 a.m. and they were already eating breakfast and reading emails. And you're just like, yeah, I just woke up. <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of a step back in this race uh, when I compare myself to others. And that's what I feel like we welcome toxic posit uh, productivity because we are always comparing ourselves to to other people like they are our contestants but they're not they're they're <laughs> in life living just like we are you know yeah they're, they're I, I, I feel you I, yeah <laughs> yeah you're talking a lot about the rat race and i think that's so interesting because life before i think this comes a lot from these capitalistic definition of how we define happiness and the path that we should be having because before people would very freely chill and just spend an afternoon doing nothing and not feeling guilty and now when you stop and when you are in this rat race and you are assumedly in this rat race you are like I can't stop I have to just outdo everyone else because otherwise I won't get where I want to be because like you have connections you're already better than me you did something faster, something better. You had better grade. You had X, Y, Z. You you've done more, so you're already better, and you're gonna get it. And I won't. So even if we won't get there, we live with this constant frustration that we can always do more. Like, and I feel you because there's like, for example, I really like YouTube more than any other social media. And on YouTube, you have a lot of productivity gurus, wherever. But it comes to this point where you have the ones that actually provide usable, good tips for you to optimize your life because overall, I'm a productivity addict. So I really love seeing everything that can optimize my <laughs> life and habits and routines and everything. I really like it. And when it's something that you can actually use, I will share it. But, this is the, but the definition of productivity and some things that other creators share are they define this unattainable level of productivity that people cannot achieve. And then yeah, you have people, yeah, tell us, I'm sorry. I, I was just doing a side note that we see that a lot with like famous CEOs that they like read four books a week and they wake, they wake up at 5 a.m. and they went for a run. And I, I remember like reading this tip that was to, in order to be more productive, I think it was from the CEO of something. He used to wake up every day at 5 a.m. He would go for like a run or he would go to the gym and then he would come back and he would make his bed. And that's why I make my bed every day because I got stuck with that. And I mean, that's the type of unattainable productivity goals that we, we thrive to, to get, you know. And we're talking about like 
1% of the population that is does actually this, you know, they yeah. do it. They're yeah, and, and some of them don't even do it and they still spread this idea. You know, yeah. like I've, I've tried almost all habits because I really like pinpointing what successful people do to try to just do the same and see if it works for me. And there was a time, first in the quarantine, because I was struggling a lot with being productive, waking up early. And I was honestly, for some time, feeling like a failure because I couldn't wake up early when it was literally everyone that was like this. So I started adopting way too many habits that my morning routine would take me four hours. So I would do journaling. I would try to wake up early, meditate, do sports, then do yoga, then read, then write, then like so many things that it became too much. And then I was losing my entire day. But at the same time, I would try some things and say, okay, writing for me, it's my way of just taking all the thoughts I have and just organizing them in paper. So it's something I want to keep. Okay, cool. Meditation for me, it's the most important thing. If there was only one thing I could do in my life, that would be meditation and sports. But anything else, like even reading, and you know, I love reading, but I can't read a book a day. I can't read... Like sometimes yeah. I read a book a week. Sure, that was a good week, but I cannot put my head. I want to read a book a week because then I need to do all these things. Plus, you know, having a social life and working and doing other things. And then you just can't do it. You can't do everything. <laughs> I feel your struggle with the books so, so, so badly. Uh, and you're a fast reader, but like, I'm a slow reader. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just a slow reader. I, li I literally like, it takes me a lot of time to read a book. And I had that. <laughs> Same goal. I I don't know how in my head I would be able to read a book a week, but yeah. <laughs> but then again, toxic toxic productivity, I guess. Exactly, because then you're like, I want to read a book a week. Let's say, sure, great, you want to read a book a week, but then you can't do it, and you've read like half a book. So instead of you being happy because you read that half a book, instead of reading nothing, yeah. then you start not reading at all because you think that you can't do that, and there's other people doing it and then you feel like a failure and I think when you see these <laughs> these goals these unattainable productivity gurus and you see them doing so many things and you can't do one single one of them then you feel like a failure in that area and you just generalize it to, into other aspects of your life and you just stop doing things so that's why you have people that are actually productive, which are not the ones that spread this toxic productivity. And you have obviously these, I don't know, I don't like, we don't like them. We're not going to spread these, the toxic productivity gurus. And then you have people just living with a constant frustration because they cannot do it. So they just step back and they don't even try because they already set their minds to not reach this goal, you know? So they just be like, okay, I'm a failure. I'm not productive. I will be a failure in everything and I will just be lazy and wake up at 3 p.m. every day because I don't care, you know? Yeah, I mean, but here's the tricky part. The tricky part is that sometimes we are comparing our productivity in certain areas, for example, yeah. with people that don't have the same skills as us. So, for example, um, if I was to compare like between the two of us, I would compare myself with you and maths, for example. I'm terrible at maths. I hate it. I I could I can't stand it, but you're great at yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you just love maths. And for example, if I compare myself to you and the level of productivity that you get, that's toxic productivity because you're doing something that you like and I'm not, and I'm trying to 
get to the same level as you are. But if we, for example, reverse the tables and we were doing something like painting or something, maybe you would be thriving to get to where I am and you would get frustrated because maybe you don't like to paint and you're trying to be so productive painting and you hate it and you're doing it because somebody else is also doing it. So yeah. I guess that's like, you know, that's a tricky part of all of this is that you're comparing yourself to people that don't always have the same set skills that you have, that don't have the same personality traits that you have and don't have the same um, time management and time uh, in a day or working hours that you have. So I think that's like <laughs> the, the most, you know, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's where shit can go down. Yeah, I also think in the creative field, there's a different kind of I mean, yeah, approach to the, productivity, you know, because... Yeah, it was the first example that I could think of, but... Yeah, yeah, I know. I think just like overall, productivity as an end in life is a very modern and it's a... Overall, it's a man-made concept, you know? Like babies are not born thinking, oh, I should go and go and do my 5 a.m. morning routine. I should go and have my match and do my morning yoga. Okay, okay. I mean, that's, that's thought, you know, that's something that they grow with and they start realizing that yeah, like I should do more. I should be better. But when you're a kid, you just want to play and that's okay. And then you're happy. But don't mix <laughs> up the product productivity concepts and the quantity of productivity. So... I believe that productivity mm -hmm. is not a social construct, but the amount of productivity that you have to use is a social construct. Because uh, yeah. you see animals in the jungle trying to, you know, get food to go back to their families and feed their families or their communities. And that for them is being productive, even though they are irrational. But the quantity of productivity is not the same as being productive sure but i think that the more when you go into and talk about productivity you're thinking about how to do more more things or how to do more tasks of one subject in less time you know so i don't think animals think that they're being productive just because they got dinner for everyone but if they would i mean animals don't think unless it's us but human beings but i mean if lions would think oh if I can get like five zebras in, in the same time, then I could feed people for longer. And they don't think like this. If you're like, we're hungry, my family's hungry, let's go get the animal and then everyone eats. So I don't think... Productivity. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's you not... rationalize it, you know, but... <clears throat> sorry, but it's there. I think that's just what they need to, to do, you know. But I, yeah, but I agree with what you're saying. But let's just focus on human beings and, <laughs> and say like, the, exactly, it's what you're saying. It's not productivity in itself because that's something that's very valued. And when you go into societies and other countries which can do more in less time and they live on time, they're, they're nine to fives and they can do more in less time, they contribute more for capital for GDP and that's a positive thing but when you think they should do more than what you're capable of then that's where the issue comes you know and these then you go into toxic productivity and that can take over your life because you take it as a success success factor rather 
than a, just a developing mechanism, you know? And we welcome it like it's something that we should do when it's very damaging for our mental health. I think this is more the point I was trying to touch on, you know? Okay. I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, pr over being overproductive, there's always an excess to everything if you don't do it moderately. And toxic productivity, we literally are welcoming it with open arms and we don't even see yeah. that it's bad for us. Um, and being overproductive doesn't always mean that you're happy doing it. And I think that you should always focus in being happy. And for example, always focus, besides that, always focus on quality over quantity, you know? Mm, I, I would disagree. <laughs> I would ver very much disagree because I used to be much more like focus on quantity rather than on quality rather than quantity, sorry. But I've come to realize recently that it's better when you focus on quantity. And there's a very clear example on this. Obviously, it depends, and you should still try to do things well. I literally can't do the, 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 of the of the, the, spect the spectrum. That's why I'm now at the phase, you know, we came from opposite sides. Yeah. So now I'm at the phase that where in my life I'm like, yeah, so quality over quantity. And you came from the, the other side, and now you're. Uh, quantity over quality so. yeah and i've always been quantity over quality like when you try to perfectionist and then you go quality but then you achieve less and you are actually less good and there's an example of these that is very clear like you have two people two students and they are building just these cups you know like wood cups mm -hmm. and then the okay. teacher says okay you have one month to deliver me one cup and one of the students student a he spends the entire month trying to perfection one cup that he built, the same cup, one cup. The other one, he builds one, he doesn't like it, he throws it. He builds another one, he throws it. So he builds like a hundred cups in this month. The student B will deliver a better cup because he's been like doing better and better over time than student A, which is just try to make cup one perfect. So that's more where I'm saying, you know. I think the best person that I would advise you to see on this and my favorite YouTuber like of all times and I love his videos is Ali Abdal and he's a productivity guru and he talks a lot about being productive but still having a social life and basically what he says is then when people ask him how is he motivated to do all the things he does and be so productive he says very simply I'm just doing things I love, so I don't need to keep myself motivated. I don't even need to think that I'm being productive. I just sit down and I generally enjoy what I'm doing. So I know what I have to do. Obviously, he does like time blocking and all that, but he just loves what he does. And I think in the end, that's it. Like we should thrive to be productive, but choose and filter to do things that we actually enjoy doing rather than being productive in all, every single aspect of our lives. And also, Sure, like I love, I still love productive habits, but don't go to the point where it starts damaging you and you define this unattainable level of productivity then you cannot achieve. So you start feeling bad about yourself, you start comparing, and in the end, that's the issue. But being productive in itself and doing things you love and, I mean, just enjoying doing things and doing more with your time so then you can do more things that you love, 
in your free time, that's the goal. That's <laughs> I think I speak, I talk very fast, but that's the goal. That's, that's everything. Goal. And if yeah. you don't see the the wrong or the toxic traits that you're applying to your productive schedule, just try one day or two without them and see how you feel or just take a step back look at everything that you're doing and see what's actually being productive and what's not and then you can filter what's toxic productivity that i catched up from other people and what's actually productive for me i think because you, you sometimes you don't always know what's being toxic or not so yeah. try, try to live without it for like a couple of days and take a step back take a step back with yeah. a guilty free step back because we all have to take them sometimes thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here and don't forget to come back to episode four of gen z wise have a great rest of your week bye bye we'll see you soon gen z wise the safest place online to break taboos and get answers to our generation's biggest struggles